Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with your host, Bill Sparks. The panel members are Dave and Chris Freakert, Bill and Jenny Sparks, Tim Oni, and Jeff Bennett. For the next two hours, Bill will be taking your calls. We'll have lots of conversation, demonstrations of products, and much more. You may reach us by calling 646-876-9923. Follow the automated prompts. When you're asked for a meeting ID, enter 287-723-4600. When you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may also join us by downloading Zoom for your Android or iOS devices from the Play Store or the App Store. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Bill Sparks. Well, a very good morning to you, and I hope you're doing well this morning. And as we are here in southwest Florida, it's a little warm, going to get 90 degrees today. But we have to go out anyway, um, have to get a new pair of hearing aids. So did my testing, and I lost some highs in my high range, and she said it needed attention. So... Here we go. Here's going to be another great adventure. Hopefully things work out well with hearing aids. I've historically, I've tried them before and never had real great success with them. So we shall see what we shall see on hearing aids. Uh, we've had a pretty busy week doing a lot of work for the alumni and doing a lot of emails and mailing out letters and this kind of stuff. But don't mix that and do what I did on Sunday. I'm about to tell you a story that um, would not fit up to Chris and Dave's standards with cooking at all. But I 
We had a housekeeper come in on Friday, a new one. She was a new lady to the agency and really moved things around and moved our stuff. And Anyway, so I thought I'd cook the, some beef and noodles in the pressure cooker. I didn't know she had switched a pot on us and put a, something different in there. And we really got messed up the pot got hot and it was hard to clean and we could never get it going so we kept trying Sunday and couldn't get it to work and Sunday night we just ate apples for for um, dinner so Monday came and we went but Tuesday um, I transferred them over to the old crock pot the food and was able to cook it. So it's the only meal I know that took three days to cook. And um, we finally got it done on the third day, and it came out pretty good. So that was quite a deal doing that. But so do as I say, not as we did uh, on that. Jennifer, do you have any more to say on that little adventure? Well, they actually turned out pretty well but I don't know what that lady was up to I noticed I started to put something in the microwave over the stove the other day and she had a rack in there a metal rack and I don't know where she got that from but that isn't an oven it's just a microwave so I don't think that needs to be in there and it certainly wasn't in there before and she unplugged everything even the little dot in the kitchen and I don't even see the cable to that yeah, so it, it was quite a an adventure in this, that, and the other. But we're getting things back to normal, but that's a hard way to cook beef and noodles. Um, a real hard way to do it. But anything else going on with you, Jennifer? Well, I have been w- working on a project this week. I got that done. And so I'm waiting to bind it today probably and get that sent it was a repeat customer which is always a good thing so you're doing that and we've sent out a few braille letters and keeping that going and we're keeping things going but so nothing else is really going on you're going to go with me to the hearing aid office yeah I probably will see what they do See, I'm kind of excited for you to get your new hearing aids. You're getting a good brand, and and hopefully she'll be able to adjust them so that they do you some good. I can go home and go, huh? Huh? What did you say? <laughs> You'll do it just to be devil me. Yeah. So that's going on. All right, let's go to Chris and Dave in Altoona. Well, not much new here, really. Um, yeah, it don't work so good to cook without a pot. <laughs> but um, other than that, not a whole lot. Just basically the same thing. Basically the same thing. You're just cooking and doing what you've got to do and get your grocery order in and, and uh, experiment around with stuff and watch TV. Is that about it? It's just been the news. very quiet. I see 
Chris Cuomo was on the news last night, going to be interviewed by somebody. Yeah, he was interviewed on uh, News Nation. Oh. Did you watch that? No. Oh. Oh. No, we, I, I just saw it advertised. Probably changing his stripes again. Who knows? All right. Uh, let's go to Tim in Minnesota. Good morning, everyone. Nice, beautiful day here today. It's supposed to get up to about 80. And the humidity went away late last night. So uh, it's supposed to be that way today, tomorrow, and Friday. And then then we're supposed to be back into the 90s. But uh, anyway, uh, things are going well here. We uh, um, had... Maggie's birthday yesterday and Sammy's birthday on the 17th of July so it's it's birthday time mine's coming up on, <laughs> on the 6th of August so yeah I've got one coming up next week too on the 2nd yeah so we don't talk about age right Bill no we're already past that point yeah what did you get? What did you get, Maggie, for her birthday? Oh, a bunch of different stuff. She is fascinated by movies on videotape, and so we go and find people that want to get rid of their videotape movies. Um, and I, we actually had to buy her uh, a used VCR. And boy, I was looking at them on Amazon, and for a new one, which I don't even know where they're getting them from, or they're because I had heard they weren't being made anymore. But they went like seven hundred dollars, <laughs> kind of back the way it was back in the seventies. <laughs> so she she doesn't she can't or doesn't does, prefers not using uh, the DVDs. Yeah, and I'm I'm not real sure why that is. Sammy likes them. Sammy likes them, but uh, Maggie does not. <laughs> well, hey, there's a lot of people that like to collect those old VHS tapes. And there's probably still a niche market out there someplace for it. Um, yeah. yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah, but, hey, they keep somebody in business, look at it that way. Yeah. So the, the things that that she likes. Let's see, Jeff, we might as well go to you now. Well, you're bringing back some memories because, uh, well, everything is good here in Albany, New York. I can't complain. It's going to go up to about 86 degrees here today without the humidity, which is okay. But next week, I already know because they're, they're talking about the long-range forecast. Now, that could change tomorrow, but they're talking about the heat wave or some sort of heat wave coming back, ne- coming back here next week. And if Tim is getting his 90-degree weather in Minnesota... Uh, at the, on the weekend, where that's going to come our way as well at some point. But I was thinking, Tim, because I I had a videotape machine that was fully talking. It worked great. It was made by Sharp, but it was their high-end brand called Optonica. And it was a very good machine. Unfortunately, I wore it out after a while using it so much. But it was good for recording radio stations. And I could record FM stations locally here in my area and doing, you know, recording. And then, you know, 
putting them on to cassette or doing something to uh, to scope them out. It, you know, it was a really it was an interesting process. But you you could pause it, you could edit with the thing using the pause. It was really good. But unfortunately, that that's no more. So, but those have brought back some memories for us. Well, we have a Zenith speakeasy. Yeah, yeah I remember well, that one, Tim. Quite well. <laughs> Still. Yeah, I would have liked to have that. All right, uh, I see Michael Lofts come in. We might as well get Michael's take and perspective on things. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, actually, back in 1985, I bought a Hitachi VHS Hi-Fi and would record my radio shows. And uh, so I wore it out doing that, and I'd record talk shows, and I memorized the sequence of how to program it. And... Uh, yeah, back in the day, no talking menus. You just memorized it, or you didn't use it. So that was fun, and sometimes I'd, I'd play that and hear it and forget it was me. You know, I'd just have it on while I'm doing dishes or whatever, housework, and go, oh, that was a good segue, or ooh, that was a terrible segue, mm-hmm. or, you know, and realize it was me. But, um, so yeah, that was, it was just too bad because I had those full, high-quality basically air checks unscoped of of doing radio but didn't keep any of them and never thought of anything called the internet where you could share those with the world so on the list of life's regrets but uh, other than that i've uh, got my asv machine that i personally think everyone should get not that you can on your own without paying for it but i mean i think that should be what medicare gives people who have sleep apnea and need special machines because it adjusts to you. every five breaths it adjusts to what you need and doing much, much, much better with that. So uh, enjoying getting a good night's sleep again. Uh, other than that, yeah, just a lot of rain here, storms, and I find out it scares the dog. So it's always fun to deal with that. Um, but other than that, I can't think of anything too exciting. One of my websites get hacked, and that's always fun. It just kind of goes with the territory, and you, that's why... No matter what you do in life, if you do anything with your computer software, backup, backup, backup. You got to have a system in place to roll things back to a specific date and time. But what did uh, they do to hack it, Mike? To, can you talk? Well, about I that a little bit? don't know exactly how it was done, um, but this one, you know, normally, I mean, there's all kinds of hacks. This one, they looks like they just deleted all the files. Now, I've seen other hacks where they really don't do anything that you could notice that you would notice right away so in other words they would alter it in such a way that they could come back again or use it in the future for a denial of service attack or maybe to send uh, fake spam emails from your website Uh, but this one so you could guess it might be more like a kid or something that would just come in and delete everything I don't know, it's hard to say, but it's just, it's frustrating, and it just kind of goes with the territory of, of doing this work, and and there was always concerns that now with the war going on in Ukraine that there might be increased hacking, and uh, so whether it's that or not, it is happening. There's more malicious behavior going on uh, for website management, so, yeah, good times. Which... Uh was it under Name Hero or one of those? No, it was not. No, it was not. Uh, uh, it was not. Okay, under. I've had. Uh, I was hacked there as well, and this one was uh, one of my NFB sites, and they use a service called Linode, and it's a way where you can kind of host your own sites 
at a pretty good price, but uh, I've seen a lot of sites get hacked through there, so I'm not saying it's all Linode, but you kind of have to go in and know everything there is to know about security and how to manage it. So, uh, And so the issue there was I didn't have access to everything that I needed to, or otherwise I would have solved the issue sooner. So it's just frustrating when you're working with someone else's technology and you don't have full access. So basically I got locked out of my own uh, site. So... But you got it under control now. Were, were they responsive when you needed to get it fixed, Mike? Or I mean, did they give you a hard time? How did that work when you had to, when you had to deal with the people who run that company? Well, <laughs> I don't know. If I want to go into every detail here because I wasn't dealing with that company. I was dealing with others who okay. manage it. So I just got to leave it there. But just just to say, you know, make sure you have backups because I've lost a little bit of data in the process. Nothing much, but a few things I'll have to reconstruct. Uh, so backup is the word. That that's the things that you want to do, uh, and your more main main source or reputable websites will have backups for you usually for the past thirty days. But your your more reputable, right? That is correct. Uh, and I don't say well. I don't say the one they were using is not reputable. It's just kind of what's called self-hosted. So. You have to have your own systems in place to do that, right? So, uh, <clears throat> you know, I had backups there, but the backups were deleted. Everything was deleted, pretty much. So, I have my own local backups, so that's why I use Dropbox. And at least once a week, the websites back up to Dropbox. But even that could be a security risk because you could have backups and someone could infect one of those backups and you not know that. So, I don't know, it's just a very tough time you know security is its own specialty it's an endless ongoing problem mike because no matter what you do to fix something someone's going to find a way to defeat that as well i mean that, that's what just constantly happens on secure on, yeah. on, on, on that is true <clears throat> i mean that's what i was taught when we and that's i'm going back to 2010 when i retired when we were talking with new york state security because that was a big thing as well and the, and the guy that ran it said no matter what we do, there's always going to be someone out there who can figure out what we're, what we're doing and defeat it. And that, that, that gets very frustrating. It's always frustrating because we have to get new sites for the legend and our other stations coming in because our old person that's been doing it for years and years and years uh, is retiring because their company retired is retiring so it made a chain effect and you have to go where and so you you just have to be prepared for change that happens every time Um, so does anybody else have anything from the panel before we open up the lines and take a few calls I guess not so Let's go, Chris and Dave. Chris and who? Who's going to be first? Well, I, I already can tell you, and I, I predicted it already. So, Bill, you have your hand raised. I knew, I knew it was going to be. I had a feeling it was going to be you first. Unmute yourself, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Good morning, everybody. Let me About get seventy-three degrees here, drizzling rain. Why wasn't that some flood in St. Louis? They got more heavy rains today. That's down near you, Mike, right? Did you get the big heavy rain because I see 70 was closed and 55 was closed? They had to rescue people by boats. I wonder about the people who live in St. Louis. They'll listen to you, Bill, or ACB and that, how they're doing. 
But anyways, what I got a question to ask you, since you guys are talking about computers, I'm going to ask you this question. I've noticed the last, well, since the end of last week, I go into my emails and I get, there's three emails on there, two from the secretary of the Alumni Association and one is a thing with about Lady A. Okay, that's only three I see because when I click on, we'll say, or just listen to the headings, it all of a sudden the computer comes on and it says, your SBC account is outdated. But I've never had that happen before. What's what's going on? Did somebody hack it? Oh, or what no, happened? nobody probably hacked it. All of these people like Google, SBC, AT&T, uh, wherever you might have your email, CoxNet, wherever, they're making you because... Thunderbird or whatever you might be using or your mail client has made some security changes so the website has to respond and do the same thing. So they just want you to go through some hoops to make sure you are who you are and you have to answer a few questions to do that to get yourself uh, back in oh, their good I graces. I, I, I saw that site where you go in and verify the owner's name should be me and your email it or your uh, verify your uh, ID code or your right it'll happen with Google and it may want you to change your password at some point right and so it's it's not an unusual thing will they tell you they want you to change your password okay Uh, right. maybe I'll go and look at it again today and see what it says yeah but that's probably what it is because I'm having people that are losing their Google accounts because they haven't, because Google's went to a new city. Yeah, because they've had this SB account probably for, oh man, 20 years, and this first time it ain't happened like this. I had to change the password once, but from what I did have to a new password several, well, maybe about 10 years ago. We've but had to change ours earlier this year, this spring. We've had to change it three or four times, so huh. been that way before. Um, Outlook, I think, is also making changes. So anybody that does email is potentially could have this happen to them. Okay. And more and more popular. Go ahead, Mike. I said it's possible that they could have changed like their <clears throat> the servers that they want you to connect to. Uh, which that that's the case, you have to look it up on the website or contact AT and T because I know SBC is part of AT and T. But uh, well, I contact I contact AT and T, and they said everything looked okay to them, but I don't know. So yeah. okay, then maybe Bill was on the right path there with uh, just logging in to authenticate like yourself. I'm right in. Yeah, maybe it's my uh, computer too. I don't know. I think your computer is all right. I think it's just them. They make these. Ours changed drastically, and we kept getting mails bouncing back and all kinds of problems. You couldn't send mail. Then I, had, Mike gave me the idea. I went to the website and looked at it, and the mail instructions had totally changed. Of course, they never let anybody know. Right, because all of a sudden it just come up and said, I know, AT&T... <laughs> AT&T is notoriously one of the worst, or SBC, of course, 
that's been how you know they they don't really have a, a lot to do with that but give that a try if they if you can't solve it yourself call ira maybe they can see something you're not seeing and get her a call the windows they'll be glad to take a look i think and help the windows helpline it what is it one eight hundred nine three six fifty nine hundred yeah that's the microsoft yeah uh, they'll help you out so oh, okay i'll try that one too okay. yeah yeah i'll give them a call and then bill if you still anyway, need help you pay me 40 bucks an hour i'll come over to your house and uh, 50, no, 75 bucks an hour and i'll come over to your house and fix it okay well you you, you pay your own airfare i didn't say that oh <laughs> just giving you a hard time bill i know that's why i told you that you're going to pay your own airfare <laughs> well yeah. we could tan- maybe we can tandem into your computer instead uh, through jaws you can do that Right. Well, I'll, I'll I'll look into it and see what it does later. But anyway, uh, everything's okay, and we had we had a big storm here last Sunday morning, early tornado warning set. But otherwise, everything's going okay. Well, that's good. As long as everybody's in the nineties next week again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank that's you, Bill. Good. Thank you. Okay. Who's the next victim, Jeff? All right, we're going to have a Beth. I always, I always forget how to pronounce it, but it's Beth Moline is next. There, you pronounced it right. <laughs> yeah, good morning, Beth. Hey, uh, good morning, Jeff and, and Bill and Mike and Tim and Chris and Dave. I've, I've been thinking about when I always look forward to coming on the coffee club, and I was really excited when you started talking about the VCRs earlier. I do have one right now that, well, unfortunately, it's not a talking one. It's a Magnavox. But I did have at one time, in 1990, I got the Optonica, and I really liked that one. And it lasted a good, well, I want to say pretty close to 10 years. Then 99, I ended up getting the Zenith Speakeasy. And that was going really well. That one lasted quite a while. And then what was really bizarre was one time I was using it, one night I was listening to a bunch of shows that I had on one of my videotapes, and the next, well, that, that particular day, it was October 31st of 2010, and my mom passed away that day, and what was so bizarre was the next morning when I woke up and I went out to see if I could replay that videotape, the VCR had died, and I'm like, hey, wait a minute, no, that can't happen that's just a real fluke but the the vcr i have now has a dvd player in it i think we can record onto dvds with it as well but i wish it were more accessible and i thought that there used to be a remote control that you could speak into it and someone said that that they're not making those anymore either there's a lot of things changing. Now, ACB talks about they want to have a, or enact some sort of legislation at some point to make digital stuff accessible, but that's a little bit different from what you're talking about. Right. Uh, however, the big thing that I found with my VCR is I tried to get it to last longer, and it did work longer, uh, is that I had a separate device that I, I would pull the tape out when it was done, but I wouldn't use the machine to rewind the tape. I had a video re- video rewinder that you would put the tape in. I that would too. rewind, And that would rewind the tapes uh 
and it put a lot less tension and wear on the belts of, of your machine. But ultimately, yeah. all these things wear out at some point. They, uh, they used to have some neat-looking ones of those. Some of them look like cars and yeah. that kind of stuff. Well, the, I like uh, the one I had. It looked, look, I, I guess it did look like a car, a race car. I loved that videotape rewinder. It was so cool. Well, the nice thing about the Optonica is that it, it had a talking remote, but it didn't do anything until you pushed the transfer the transmit button or the transfer yeah, button. Yeah, the transfer button. So I know what, exactly. it, what it would do oh. is you, you would you would put the commands into the remote. Let's say uh, to record the event, the mm-hmm. date, the time, and you hit the tra- and it would it would transfer all that data to the VCR automatically. It, it, it was not uh, where you were at, and it would work great. And it would talk. That was great. It worked well. It was a huge remote. It was it was not a small thing. Right. It, you, you could do everything that you could do as a sighted person. You could do with that VCR. You could set the clock. You could do everything you could do. You could set do with the that. timer. Got the whole works. I like that one. And I like the Zenith Speakeasy because it, even though the remote control itself didn't talk, the, the VCR, it actually, I had it playing through the stereo as well as the TV. It would talk through the speakers on the Stereo, and I like that voice on there. I like the voice on both of them. Yeah. Well, where would you get good. a VCR at now, or where would you find one of those tapes that we used to? Or are they well, hard to find? As Tim was talking about before the show, he said you can buy them on Amazon at a very expensive prices, but you may be able to find them on eBay as well. For all you know, I don't know. I mean, I. I know you well, can't buy them in the stores anymore. I've actually found, and that's where we found Maggie's. Was that I a thought of store. that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was gonna. Sixteen dollars, oh. and Ooh. it works great. <laughs> Can you? Where did you buy that VCR for fifteen dollars, Tim? I'm sorry. Where did you buy that again? I'm sorry. At at, a, at one of our local thrift stores. They had a whole bunch of them there. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, if, you, if you're really into that and that's what you want, and that's what you want, you know, you can find find those, but they're pretty good. You've been up to anything else this week, Beth? Well, um, I not really, because I was thinking that our activities director was going to be here on Monday and yesterday, and she wasn't. I don't know if she's here today or not. People aren't really telling me anything. I'm thinking this place is getting a little bit too secretive. Sometimes I'd like to be in a place where, where I know that it, it just it doesn't feel safe here anymore. I'd like to be in a place where I could be safe. We did have something last Friday. We had happy hour, and one of the case managers, his name was bill and he i didn't realize until that day that he was going to be leaving so we were also having a going away party for him and at first i thought someone said that it was his birthday and i was kind of going happy happy birthday happy happy birthday Ah. and they said no no it's a going away party i said what (laughs) they'll have you in another room they'll have you in another room there I had a good time though at that going away part I told him I was going to miss him and thanked him for all the help that he had given me and the rest of us well well, he's been here 
And he'd been here since the place opened, I think. So that's a good thing. So is he going to a new job or retiring? He's going to a new job, a smaller assistive living place. Hmm. And I also talked with our former activities director. I talked with her on Saturday night, and we were... She, she, there was something kind of scary that happened. She was outside, no problem with that. But she said there were a couple of wasps that she was trying to kill. And I'm like, oh, dear God. And she said, I don't want to get stung, and I don't want my son getting stung. Her son's six years old. And I actually said a prayer out loud for them because my heart goes out to anyone who has been or possibly might get stung by a wasp. I hear that they sting like 60. Oh. And I've got a phobia of them because we had them at the School for the Blind back in the 70s. It was pretty scary. <laughs> Someone no, asked, wasps are no thing, not, nothing that you should play around with, Beth. I, uh, I had gotten stung by a wasp back in the 60s and got, got in, it got infected. And Ooh. I had to go to a... I had to go to a doctor to, to lance the infection to, so that they could get rid of all the stuff that was in my arms. So that, that wasn't good, but I, I don't ever want to go through that again. I'm allergic you know to those things. Yeah, you know what? Oh, that's not a good thing because I heard of someone else who was allergic and they went camping. And unfortunately, they, there was a wasp nest in the doggone bed in their, their camper. And unfortunately, the person died an hour and a half later. I shouldn't tell a scary story like that, but... When I heard that, I was like, oh, this is bad news. This is really bad news. But I, I know someone who could take the wasps, and in, 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 this gal could take them in her finger and thumb and squish them, and we'd always call her, call on her as our exterminator. And there was one night, I kid you not, she killed 35 of them in her own bedroom. All right, thank yeah, you, Beth. Thank it's, you, Beth. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. All right. I wonder how she did that. I can remember a wasp story. I got Ooh. stung in gym class. I was in junior high, and we were exercising on the grass, and I got stung in the wrong place. And I was afraid to go to the infirmary or too embarrassed because I didn't want the nurse to have to see me there, and I just let it hurt. I wouldn't go to the infirmary. (laughs) That was then. (laughs) (laughs) I I was then, but anyway, do we have any more calls? Oh, we do have some people. Gail, can you unmute yourself, please? And then after Gail will be Joe and then Connie. Okay, go ahead, Gail. Uh, Hi, everyone. Uh, Not doing too bad here. We are having a problem here with a person who should have been evicted uh, several months ago, and this gal is causing problems with, she's been in, the police have been down here how many times with the situation. She, I don't know the whole thing, and I don't want to get involved in it because it's really not, but from what Wendy was saying, she keeps telling me, the manager here should go because there's all kinds of favoritism going on in this building. So, you know, 
I I want to get the story from the source and find you know figure out a few things. Like I said, well, once upon a time or a while ago, there was she had wine or something, and it leaked, I spilled or something up there, and it leaked into my unit. There's a big old stain on the carpet, and they had to paint something up there. It was leaking in the. It's just. <laughs> I just want the thing resolved. So, so, Miss Beth, if you could pray about the situation, but also, if someone could give me some idea, I don't want to get involved in it. But on the other hand, I want it resolved. <sighs> well, they don't bother you, fortunately, do they? I mean, they don't physically bother you or come no, around you. No, but it's the idea that uh, things are that should be dealt with aren't really being dealt with here I don't think it's like just keep dragging it around and uh, play um, what is it um, uh, just keep keep going on with the thing forever and ever and ever and ever the minute somebody cries or you know stamps her feet and throws a temper tantrum just let it go and I thought yeah. I was always under the impression, at least I grew up this way, uh, if you did it wrong, you did it wrong, you pay the consequences of your actions. It doesn't work today. You're in a place that takes Section 8 housing, and, and, and you just can't get rid of people so easily. It's not so easy to get rid of someone these days. The, the, the laws do not protect the landlord. They really protect the tenants these days. And, and t- getting rid of someone is a process, and you've got to go through a process, and that could take months Sometimes it could take over a year to get rid of someone, Gail. It's not like it's not like it used to be years ago. I guess I'm too simplistic, maybe, or too something because, like I said, when I grew up, it was well that was my that was in the home too in this family. But if you did it wrong, you did it wrong, and you paid the consequences of your actions, and you learned from it, and you went on. But you just said yourself that not the person who's causing the problem in the building is not necessarily bothering you. Okay, no. that so I learned a long time ago that I keep to myself. If I don't, I don't, I don't mingle with a lot of the people in my building. I keep to myself. I don't bother anyone. They leave me alone. I leave them alone, and I don't worry about the politics of the building. I could care less. All I want is my landlord to fix something. If it's wrong, I pay my rent once a month, and they leave me alone, and that's how I live. That's that's what I've been trying to do too, and it's really not my problem, but. I, you know, I'm trying to do. That's why I take an interest in the coffee club here, and that's why I take a real interest in the legend and the things that I do to try to keep my mind off of this stuff. Now, I to mean, the best of a carpet can can easily be cleaned if you you if you hire someone to come in to steam clean the carpet. That can be done. Okay. Yeah. Um, those things those things are 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 easy fixes. If if the ceiling is bad, if they have to paint the ceiling, that may be that's something that they're responsible for. You're not necessarily responsible for that. But other than that, there really is not much you can do. Well, thanks for the uh, thanks for the ear anyway. And also, one more thing. Thanks to Michael Loth, I was able through the website. I sent a little message. I was I'm he sent me something about I'm trying to find an accessible calendar, and I've got some information thanks to him for that. So, thank you, Gail. Good, Gail. Thanks, thanks a lot. All right, now the next on our list is uh, is uh, I believe it's Joe Sorensen. 
There you go, Joe. Go ahead. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, checking in here on this Wednesday morning. 68 degrees, partly cloudy skies, but we do see some sun. Up to 87 today, down to 67 tonight. And, well, wouldn't you know, on Friday, UNM Audiology are getting two new hearing aids. Now, the ones I have now have batteries, and this has been a nuisance, these real small batteries. Uh, but the new ones, the the latest in technology uh, that University of New Mexico Audiology has, and I, I won't have to read rechargeable every night and, and, and they're going to be smaller. I actually started out a couple of years ago where I didn't have to have batteries but they, they were too large for my ears and even when, once you put it in, I came by, by the desk to make a little payment and they popped out <laughs> and I was having difficulties with that so we went went, went to these ones we got the little batteries but now the, the latest technology, we'll see what happens on Friday, you're gonna hear what you're saying. I, I didn't quite get it. So, anyway, that's the late one of the latest chapters here. And good morning, everybody. And uh, it's funny. It, yeah, that was funny. We got no close, you know, right out the desk, and there they went, right there on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, okay, but. Um, we had a very interesting thing. Talk about thunderstorms. We had an interesting thing happen to us the, the other day. We, um, it was a thunderstorm, and the lightning actually knocked, well, it knocked the Internet out, but it didn't knock out the electricity. But, it, you know, it didn't last that long, but it was one of those really freak Things I thought that was rather interesting, but it didn't last long either. It was just it was freaky. Yeah, really. Oh was. man! And then next week I'll I'll talk about my birthday. So <laughs> <laughs> Tim and I have the same August sixth birthday, except Tim is much younger than I am. So <laughs> just a few weeks. Just a few weeks. Uh, yeah, you got it. <laughs> just a few weeks. Yeah. yeah. A little bit, yeah, but it's not so. Then, um, well, I've got an appointment um, later on today, but that's just routine, nothing. That's not really that's about it from here. So, well, we'll hopefully we'll find something interesting for you to listen to the rest of the hour. So, stick around if you can. All right. Remember thank you, when the lightning struck our house, Bill, and the yeah, we didn't even know it because we were listening to MLB on one of the phones or something, and the internet went out and it just switched over to the data and kept on going. We didn't know till later on. But we didn't have it for two or three days. I remember that quite well. All right, All Jeff. Right. Do we have anybody else? Next, we are going to hear from someone who we haven't heard in a while. It's Connie out. I've got Connie Mooney. Go ahead. Can you unmute Connie yourself, please, Connie? Connie in Kalamazoo, Western Michigan. Kalamazoo, Michigan. That's right. Uh, go ahead. Unmute yourself. I'm not sure. Yeah, she's. Uh, you'll have to find that mute button. That's in the either bottom right or the bottom left of your of your of the screen on your phone. 
We'll give her a minute there while she's unmuting. I will say if people have trouble getting in, they can call 317-886-1103. 317-886-1103. Hello? Okay. There you yeah, go, Go ahead, Connie. Go ahead, Connie. <clears throat> I was going to say I have one of those uh, speakeasy um, VCRs, and... Our TV is too advanced to use it, so if anybody is interested, um, I'd be willing to just give it. Oh, VCR, yeah. So, you guys know how to reach us and reach Connie. We can reach Connie real easily. So, if that's something you would be interested in. I know Jeff, you were talking about one. I don't, I don't need one myself, but I had one, and, I, and they bring back very well, lots of memories for me. Um, however, if I think that if someone new, uses a VCR more than I haven't used the VCR in years, but if someone, <laughs> if someone who is deserving and someone really wants one, they can reach out to Bill uh, at BillSparks.org, or they can, you know, and and I'm sure that. Uh, uh, or they can write the Coffee Club. Or write the Coffee, coffee Club, Club list as well. We'll reach out to Connie. And so. do all that kind of stuff. Anything else going on in your life, Connie? Yeah, we're going to ask what's going on in Kalamazoo these days, Connie. Um, <clears throat> well, I had some um, training at the Center for the Blind in Kalamazoo, and I'm hoping to get back into that um, in August. And getting ready to do some volunteer work. Are you? What kind of volunteer work do you want to do? Hospice. Hospice? That takes a lot of patience and a lot of love, Connie, and I really admire you for doing right. that kind of work. I don't That's know a, that I could do that myself, but I admire you for it. I don't know that I could do it. I can come and fix your computer and do whatever or cook you dinner. It might take one to three days, but I can <laughs> I can cook you dinner, but I don't know. I have a lot of respect for the hospice people. I wouldn't be cooking your dinner, Connie. I I'd be I'd be contacting the a delivery service that have it delivered to you because I'm I am not a good cook. I mean I do it for myself but I wouldn't want to do it for anyone else. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> I'm obviously not a good. I'm obviously not so good. It's too bad Sharon had to go. I had a couple questions for. Her. She may uh, come back in. Yeah. But uh, Honey, anything else on the on the agenda today? No, not really. Probably gonna clean a closet that's been needing needing cleaning for a while. Did that's we, no fun. Did yeah, we get even, things working even. the way you wanted to the other day? I did, yes, thank you. You did, everything's working. Is it under your own power now, everything working? Yep, yep. Okay, good. So, anyway, that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. So, keep you... Um, Terry called in and needed some cheer me up songs yesterday, so I tried to play a couple songs to cheer her up. Thank you. Oh my. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. To do that. So 
Well, I guess we'll move on. We've but got if one anything- more. We, we'll have to talk to our buddy from uh, the place where you, when you used to buy submarine sandwiches, there was a guy named Harley on the radio, and he would say, Sprightly, lightly, once overnightly. And it was uh, Harley on WBAL. Charles, can you mute yourself, please? Yes, Harley was certainly that and a whole lot more. It's a shame. I can't. I look on the internet and I don't see anything up there about him. Uh, Fred Harley owned a bunch of submarine sandwich shops in the Baltimore area, but you can't find anything about him on the radio. I don't have any. Uh, you're right about that, but go ahead, Charles. Yeah, I'm really disappointed about that. But anyway, uh, a couple things about old stuff. Um, well, one thing I used to like was the old Spartus talking clock that um, you know, Age Unlimited with Hal Bleakley um, used to sell in other places. Uh, that was kind of cool. I had mine from, I think it was 1984, um, 83 or 84, until um, 2000 and something. So you know that lasted a long time. Um, also... Speaking about old stuff, I really miss the old, uh, like the Radio Shack cassette recorders that had a double microphone jack in it. Uh, you know, it gives you real stereo. I, I got several of those microphones, but I've, I've searched high and low, never found a, a recorder, a cassette recorder that um, has a double jack in it, you know, like that. Um, I'm surprised some... Some obscure place like, uh, oh, some kind of, there's one place with the name Attic in it that uh, sells them and, and, you know, stuff like that. And um, Speak to me, I think, has cassette recorders, but nothing but the double jack to it. Well, you're lucky to find them. I have an old Spartus talking clock with direct entry that still works. I think I got it in 1980. You're lucky. And you're lucky that still works, Chris, because you know what the problem with some of those clocks? I had one, and what happened was with mine was there was a crystal in there that, that keeps the time properly. And I would set it, let's say, at 10 o'clock. I'd set it for 10 o'clock in the morning, and when I went to bed, it was telling me it was 5 o'clock in the afternoon the next oh. day. You know, so that's Well, mine, the time has always never been quite accurate, but it's not that bad. It'll lose a couple minutes a week. Are those the ones that had the his and hers alarms? Yes, yeah, or yeah. mine did, and and it had a yeah. real weird voice on it. The time is. It had a very stilted, synthesized voice that that our. It, our, it had a lid. You flipped up, and you could direct yep. enter the time. Yep. You know it. Oh yeah, mine. You couldn't direct enter. You had to. Put, you had a forward and backward button and. That was nice, especially when you have to change the clock for the daylight savings time in Eastern Standard Time. That that's you know it's a lot easier to go back and forward an hour than it is to have to go all the way around to do it. You know, so I remember. Oh, I know. It had a calendar on it, although it was just the like seven twenty-seven. It would say. Right. It didn't do the year. As yeah. I recall, the date on this one didn't talk. I haven't plugged it in in a couple of years. I think, it, I think it did on the left side, if Maybe. I'm correct. Mine, the uh, Radio Shack version um, 
well, it was weird. The uh, Spartus version took two 9-volt batteries for the memory. The Radio Shack version took seven double A's. Wow. Yeah, wow. That was wow. a clock I remember. I remember... I remember having it. My, my, my oldest daughter, Meredith, would play with that thing all the time, and she loved it. And I just said, here, have it, Meredith. You do what you want with it, because I, I was so sick and tired to reset it after she played with it. Mine still works, but it's not very loud. I have a feeling the speaker is bad, but, and I've thought about trying to replace it, but I've never done it. Yeah. The one clock that's in a lot of demand, Tim, and I know we have Bill. You know, be patient, Bill. We the, is the sharp talking clock. I know people who want that that clock, and you can't get them anymore. Well, you might be able to find them on eBay, but you can't get them under normal circumstances since they haven't made that in a long time. But that was a really nice clock, and I remember that very well. I had that at one time. I still have two of them, and I'm keeping both of them. Sorry, Dad. Oh, I thought you were going to sell one to me, Tim. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, All right. Thanks, All Tim. right. We've got to... I'm going to do... A, I'm going to ask a question here real quick, unless we've got... Well, other, well Bill's here, but we, he can wait. Well, he can wait a minute. Just a minute. Um, there we go. I just got distracted there for just a second. Wanted to give a quick update. Some things I'm now doing with my Braille Sense. Um reading my barred books audible books successfully got bookshare installed can do newspapers newsline got easy reader on there got all of my books i now have all of my radio stations working through iheart tune in and odyssey and i've got the hey g lady working the the Google lady. So I'm, I'm making more and more progress week after week after week. It's just taking me a while to get everything. Eventually, I hope to do a just a walkthrough of some things that I've been able to pick up and use and do. And the other question I want you guys to think about maybe on the panel, we had a caller, Donna, yesterday who was talking about the Braille Revival League, and they were wanting to know what Braille displays were available that NLS was um, giving out. Um, I know one is made by, uh, not HIMS but the other company. What company is that, Jenny? The... Humanware, one's Human made wear. by Humanware, and I don't remember who's making the other one. I know they had trouble in the pilot with the other one, but I think they're still working with it, possibly. Right, and can you explain what the Braille Revival League is? It's a group that in the ACB has that. Basically, they are try they try to promote the use of Braille in different. Okay. Because I told her we'd like to get a guest come on from the library or someplace to talk about these Braille displays. So let's go back to the the panel. 
All right, we have uh, Bill. I'm going to make you wait again, but but Sharon hasn't had a chance to talk, and we're going to talk to Sharon out in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, if I'm not mistaken. You're right, Jeff. Hey, I'm getting good at this, Bill. Uh, yeah. Can you unmute yourself, Sharon? Go ahead, please. Sharon will be in in just a moment. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning. Uh, um, I um. The other Braille display that they make is the ZoomX. ZoomX? Yeah. Um, it, I think it's Z-O-O-M-X, but I'm not, I can't remember because I, I researched it, but I couldn't, I can't remember if that's the correct way to spell it. And Texas hasn't got theirs yet. I know, I think 30, she told me 31 states have got theirs, and most of them are the humanware ones, and we don't know which one we're getting yet. So, um, but I know quite a few people that have them and are loving it. And uh, Bill, did you get the? Are you talking about the Braille Sense Six? The Braille Six Sense Mini. It's the smaller version. Oh, you got the Mini. Okay. Right, I got okay, the Mini. Cool. But it's oh, been a I learning curve. Thing. It's it's been a learning curve, Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been I know. A, for me, now maybe not for you, but for me, I've had several of their products before. So, but uh, Android is a learning curve. <laughs> right. But one thing I found out about the Android on there is, you can use the first. Say, like for example, you pull up maybe and you don't know where you're at or you want to pause something you can type the letter P or S to get to stop or pause and keep repeating that and you'll get there. The one thing that I don't know how to do yet is how to find the headings or how to make it read by headings when I'm trying to do something you know if I'm reading a web page or yeah, if I if I remember, because um, I've done it, but if I remember, I'll email you and tell you. Because it's it's a pretty challenging thing, but you can do a lot with it. Oh yeah. And they keep they keep updating it, but it's not so much based upon Android. There is, but it's you know you can get the apps in there. Like I put Sirius XM on it. I put. You know, the BARD app, and I put Audible, and I put the Odyssey program, and the things that I just needed for communication mm-hmm. in order to be able to do that. Yeah. But writing, <laughs> taking notes, I struggle with capitalizing words to get that concept right. That seems to be a little challenge for me, but... You know, we keep working at it day by day. Well, they've got good tech support. Um, A a guy that went to Lions World with me um, when I was in training there um, as an AT teacher, he is excellent. Chris is just awesome. Is he pretty good? Oh, yes. He is wonderful. Um, And I think Pam is pretty new, but she's... She's good too. So, because yeah. I've had to call them several times and they're really good people. 
Well, there's things you just have to learn, and it's okay. I don't mind. Uh, It's just part of the process. Right. But it's good on battery, and it's small. It can fit in my hand. Mm Mm-hmm. I love it. So you have one of those? Yes, I do. Yeah. And how are you dealing with this hot weather in Texas? Because I know it's very, very hot down where you are. I'm I'm staying at home. She's staying at home, staying there. I heard Sharon on the special the other night I listened to about Eric Damery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Sharon. I was on there. <laughs> called when in. is his last day? Do you know? Huh? When is his last day at Freedom? I don't know. I, I never did hear that part. I was on the uh, part of the clubhouse thing that they had for him, and but I never did hear when his last day was. You know, I've never got on Clubhouse and talked much on there. Have you ever talked on there, Sharon? Oh, um, yeah, I've talked to Jeff on you, there. Oh, no, have you, you? Can't admit, you can't admit that to too many people, you know, Sharon. <laughs> You've actually we have talked, to, But it's been a while, because I don't yeah, use Clubhouse that much. But, it, yeah, I've seen Sharon on there with uh, a few people I know, and uh, and uh, so... And Gary, Gary, the Gary and Frank, Gary and uh, Gary Keedler's on there. It's a play, he's involved with the Dice World group on Clubhouse occasionally. So you get, mm-hmm. so we we get it. So well, as long as you and Bobby are doing okay, Sharon. Yeah, we're doing good. Doing good. We lost our both guide dogs, but we're okay. Are you going to get new guide dogs? Um, we don't know yet, um, because for me, they have, I have to have an older dog. I won't take a two or two or under. It's just too much for me. They're too strong and too active. So I like one that's three or four years old. Woody was six when I got him because he was sent back to the school. The person got ill, so... He had to return Woody, and that's how I got Woody. And did we Woody put, work out for you? Oh yeah, he was a good he was a good worker. We put him down in June, and we put Shauna down in December. What kind of dogs were they? They're standard poodles. Standard poodles. They say that mm-hmm. they can make good guide dogs. They can. They can also be if they're young. They can also be very hyper that's why and i have to have a poodle because of the hair and um right they, you, the, they don't really shed the poodles no they course. don't they and don't now, are you allergic to other animals like yeah mm-hmm. dogs cats things like that yeah i couldn't live with one on a daily basis i, I couldn't live with a cat period because they're i don't they really bother me yeah um, but, no. um if I'm around, you know, some dogs, it, they bother me. You know, if I'm around them too long. So. So, but they are. When you had your guide dog, did you find that a lot of Uber drivers or did you guys have trouble with places not wanting to provide you services because of your dog? Um. We had a couple of drivers that really gave us a lot of trouble. In fact, I got one fired because he said he refused to take the dog, and he didn't care if I reported him or not, and I did, and he got fired. And um, 
There were a couple of places where we had trouble. Um, one was Golden Corral, and we filed a complaint, and they had to go through um, sensitive training or whatever they call it again. And I got a free meal out of it, but <laughs> they still weren't happy that I brought my dog, but they didn't say anything that time. Well, they need to get over that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. move on, you know, move on. This is the, you know, we're in 2022 now, and if a dog is, I know Chris likes poodles. Chris I and Dave, love she, she loves poodles. Don't you, Chris? Um, We both do, but I've never had one as a dog guide. I've seen them at conventions. Their poodles are real smart. Oh, they're very smart. They're one of the top two, you know, in the top ten. Them and collies are kind of in the top one. But you know they've also have. I thought they were doing things where they were a breeding of a poodle with a lab, and they call it a lapadoodle or something like that. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know how. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how well they work out. I've heard they work out pretty good. Um, they they try to breed them where they've got more of the lab temperament, you know. And and um, I don't know anybody that's had one. I would love to see one. And I would love to see a golden doodle, too. But I don't know that any of the schools have done done them, you know, but maybe one or two times. Could could Jackie's dog, a pit bull, could they be a guide dog? Or they're not? <laughs> no. No? No. Because of their there temperament? Was a, there was a girl in Kansas City that had... Um, What's Rottweiler? Oh, and yeah. She claimed it was a guide dog. She brought it into Target one day when I was there, and I told the manager, I said, you need to see that girl's card because that is not a real guide dog. So Lisa, I don't know what they did about it. But we say that, but I know there's one school that trains Dobermans. Yeah, Pilot does, uh-huh. Are most guide dogs now, do they come to your house to train you, or do you have to go to, like, Michigan or Pilot Dog or CNI or wherever? I know a couple of people that have had um, at-home training. Um, I know a girl in Dallas right now that's having at-home training, and I can't remember what school her dog is coming from but she just got her dog Monday and is going through training and I know another lady but most of the time if you can you have to go to the school I, I know, I know someone on, oh go ahead Mark Jim sorry but Fidelco offers in home training yeah they only use shepherds so they they maybe they've changed that but they they're especially with shepherds uh yeah. Fidelco. But I know someone um that now that, I, that I've talked to on Clubhouse a while ago that she because of she works and she can't get the time off from work and because she'd lose she'd lose some pay that she's got a, a, a guide dog from seeing eye and the trainer is training her but she's but this is going to be her fourth or fifth guide dog so right they, they will do the home training in, in that circumstance because she already knows the ropes and how to get right. the, uh, 
these two, these two um, that I know also have had several dogs. But don't you have to be in reasonably good shape to get a dog? I mean, you know, if you've got a lot of arthritis or knee problems or can't walk, then you might not be a good candidate for success for a guide dog. Is that correct, or am I wrong? Um, pretty much that is correct, but I've seen a couple of times where um, they, they'll they work with you, um, you know, and especially when I went to pilot, um, I fell um, when I was getting one of my dogs, and I fell on my back. So I had trouble walking, you know, and I didn't want to go to the hospital because I didn't want to miss, you know, training with my dog. And I didn't want to miss, you know, not getting this dog because I knew we were going to work together. But I had to, you know, I'd walk a little bit and then I had to stop and rest for a second. And then, um, you know, we continued the route. But... um I made it through it, you know, okay. And um, but I, I've seen where they will work with people, you know, if they have, uh, you know, other things to slow them down and stuff. But you do have to be in good shape to get through the training. You know, now this is the way I've always figured it. You know, a lot of people say. You know, tell their guide dog to take them someplace. They still have to have some idea as to where they're supposed to go. They can't depend upon their no. dog every time to take them to XXX. No. Don't they have to know a little bit about? You have to have good mobility skills and know where you're going in order to teach the dog to learn the route. And But once they learn the route, for the most part, they remember, right. you know, that route, whether you've gone in on it three months or two two days later. We were in um, Little Rock for training, and I had came back home to Kansas City, and my dog and I were in the shopping center. And I'll keep this short because I know other people are waiting, but... Um, we hadn't been there in six months, but he knew every store that I wanted to go to because I taught him the names of places. And I'd say left, you know, and go to Popeye's, and he would go right to the door. It just amazed me at how he remembered all that stuff. Wow. You know, and when we got to Little Rock, he was just, you know, he knew where we were going and all that stuff. And he was just, uh, it, their memory amazes me. Have you, just, are you a cane user as well, Sharon? I mean, I know Yeah, I am. I am. Okay. I'm okay. using a cane now. That must be a bit challenging, though, if you've been using a dog all this time. Am I correct? Yeah, it is. <laughs> but you'll get another one and you'll be good to go and you'll be Probably. out. It's good exercise, and you'll be out and going, and um, keep on going, cheer, and that's the only way to do is keep keep pushing forward if you can. Yep, that's it. 
There's that's a freedom it. you get with walking Thank you, the Sharon. dog that's hard Thank to you. explain to somebody that's never done it. Yeah. I mean, I I don't I don't have a dog. I don't know that I have the temperament or the patience to do, to, to to do that. But I know people who do, and they 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 just know they just love it. So, what can I say, Bill? You want to unmute yourself, please? Maybe he might have yeah, fallen asleep. He's been on hold so long. Go ahead, Bill. No, that was an interesting subject. Uh, I knew a guy. I knew a guy that had four dogs from seeing eye, and they. I, I knew the dog real well too because he came into where I work all the time, and the policy was if he lived well, he used to live in Flossmoor, Illinois, and then he moved to uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. He worked. He was a floor trader on the board of trade. He was totally blind, and he had a guy that would tell him the figures, but he was a brain. Did all the bidding and the buying and the selling of. of uh, he mainly did soybeans. But that was, and he was blinded back when he was about 10 years old. His father was a judge here in Chicago. And his father ruled against some mob guy or something, and they threw a bomb in the house and blinded him. But uh, that's just another story. But uh, you guys are talking about clocks a minute ago. I, I remember I used to have one years ago. I don't know what, what the, whom, it was by Radio Shack. It was one used to talk, but used to chime every 15 minutes. It had like the Westminster chimes on it. It chimed a couple chimes for a quarter hour and somebody for the half hour and three quarter hour. It chimed the hour. And that was from Radio Shack. I remember I had that one. And I've had several others. But uh, also, you're talking about dogs. There was a thing on the news this morning that Uber, at least here in Chicago, I don't know if it's all over, are putting a protest against they will not supply wheelchair access to cars and it's a big thing going here and also another thing is Uber and Lyft has been you know I've been in the news and read about it that I don't know if you I don't I don't use Uber and Lyft but you people the people that do are you getting charged for for late or taking too long to get to the car I'm not, uh, but then I'm yeah. always right there. So I don't. I, don't, I, 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 kinda, I look at it this way, Bill. When you wait, make the driver wait. That's money that he's losing by you waiting by having to wait for you because you're not ready. And yeah. so I'm well, always there. That's not. That's that is not true, though, Jennifer. That's but, not what they're talking about, though. They're talking about people that get charged more because it takes them longer to get in the car because of some disability that makes them maybe move right. slower. Or, or, they're, or, they're wait, or they're waiting at the door and the guy pulls up and maybe they're on a cane or something like that or a walker. And instead, of, instead of running out there in 30 seconds, it may take them two minutes. Or I've also been in this situation. To the car. And there's a big big thing going on about that too now. And that is well, like, they're having to pay then, money off. To because they treated some of these people unfairly because they right. were trying to get there and I've been where Uber pulled up and I couldn't find them and I think other people have had this issue too where they couldn't find them and you're trying to call them or looking for them and they might be right. at the other end of the parking lot or wherever and they got five minutes and I've had them actually pull away so you know, if you're making the effort to try to get to them, 
that's yeah, one they should thing. wait or they should or they should other words they should know well, they just they just settled something it. out with the government on that so they just paid a whole bunch of money on, on right. a settlement on well, that well they knew they were in the wrong because right you know they've and some and i know some some uber drivers and lyft drivers well, i know they had trouble of course, cabs now are far, far few between. But uh, this guy I knew that had a, a seeing eye dog from seeing eye. Um, he came into O'Hare Field, and he got into a, got to a cab, and the cab wouldn't take him because he had his dog. And the reason was is the guy's religion. A, a dog is a devil to them more or less yeah it's a, it's on the, that's the, the islamic religion that's how they feel about right 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 well he was he was you know and, and they uh it wouldn't take him and he sued and now uh, he, he he won the lawsuit against the guy but against the company i know that when but i go to uber and lyft i don't use lyft i use uber because i pay for uber one but it doesn't matter you could i contact the driver and let the driver know that i'm visually impaired and I may have trouble finding you if you could just call call to me or whatever. And that seems to have worked for me. That doesn't mean it's going to work yeah. for everyone. But that's what I do in the case of that situation. And with the yeah, problem depends, I have with... Depends. Yeah, yeah a lot of times it depends on the driver. You know, you get some... I know uh, when I used to go a lot of time towards... Uh, oh, before my kids were going to drive, we'd take cabs. And once while you ran into a, a cab driver... I don't know if he could or couldn't, but he actually couldn't understand English. And uh, that used to be the case here in Albany, uh, Bill. Right. And there used to be, I mean, every driver I would get was someone who was from another country. But that doesn't seem right. to be happening as much now for some reason. So uh, right, right, I'm not right. really sure why that is, but that's not happening as much. Right. At least here. I can't talk about other places in the country. Yeah, well, yeah, you- I can't. I just... They should make it part of becoming a driver for Uber or Lyft that you can at least speak basic English enough to communicate with somebody. You know, I, I know, said Ryan. that, and and my ex-wife Kristen and I started looked it up on the web. Do you know, even though you'd like that to happen, Jennifer, English is not a national language. There's no law that says that you have to speak English in this country. It's not, there is no national language. Like in some countries, uh, like in, in India, for example. Hindi is the national language, although they have a lot of different dialects and stuff. But English is also the second language, and that's why they know English so well over there. Uh, but it is right. hard to communicate with them. But now we normally use Lyft here, and uh, Uber drivers have told me to use Lyft because it's a little cheaper usually than Uber. It's not that that I don't have Uber One or anything like that, but they don't. Um, I guess it just depends upon whoever is the first available, but, you know, sometimes they don't read those notes you post either to them. Right. You know, you can never, you can never, you can never predict it. That's the thing. I mean, uh, although I had an Uber driver a few months ago that that I needed to, uh, because I was getting, going to my daughter's house and there's no, there's no bus to get to there. And he says, you know, if you ever need a driver, I'd like to work as a part-time job, and we could work out the rates for uh, for what I would charge you. And I I should have taken him up on it, but I didn't. But I really should have because uh, we could have worked something out. And if I needed a driver and he was available, I could I could have done that. I know a few blind people who have done that in the past. Right. Well, I did that. I did that when the wife was still living. She had to go, and she's with the wheelchair, and she had to go to the doctor, and. 
there was an outfit here, I don't think it's around anymore, called Open Taxi. And it was wheelchair accessible uh, vans. And the first time I rode with a guy, uh, I don't know, we just struck it off. And he said, so he gave me his, his personal cell phone, cell phone number. And when she had to go, we did her, even to come back home, I just called him. And he came and picked us up. And I made, I made a deal with him, right? But it was from my house to where she went down Northwestern at that time was uh, $33 in some sense. So, yeah, you had to pay quite a bit. Yeah, Yeah, so each time, you know, so he just, he made a deal. He said, I'll just charge you 20 bucks. So, pay $20, $20 back. But sometimes you might have to wait. When she finished the doctor, I mean, I'd call him, and he'd say, oh, I'll be there in 30 or 40 minutes. I mean, it depended on where he was. Right, he could be on the other side of town, you know. Right, he could have been on the other side of town. He had to get back over to But otherwise. And then he always probably did cash runs with you. You didn't use oh, it. Oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, no, right I, didn't, I didn't use no credit card. No, it was all cash with him, right? See, now, I thought I, could pay, I thought I could pay you if you'd make me those nice chocolate chip cookies you like to make, Bill. Oh, well, that, that's, that's another four, four months or so before I'll start doing well, all that. That's why I'm giving you notice. <laughs> oh, you're, oh, you're giving me notice. <laughs> Jeff, I don't think your soft hands could pick them up. That's probably true, Bill. <laughs> You're probably too weak to. Yeah, right, right. You know, the the ones I make are pretty heavy. How how right, I, He's pretty well, weak. Well, they're kind of weak. You know, I'm only I give you a hard time, Bill, but I love I love giving you a hard time, Bill. You know, so. Oh, uh, I know, I know. Jeff, it doesn't bother me. He's I mean, weak. I, I, I give you a hard time too. If you want to. <laughs> he's weak. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what he could do is maybe he could kneel down at the side of the table. And maybe you just push it off into his mouth and just pick it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, it's not, that's not that bad, Bill. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> then we'd just teach him to speak and he could bark like a dog. You mean like, woof, woof, that, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're so kind, Jennifer. He's the only dog I know that would carry an apple card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, thank you very much, Bill. All right. We're all filled up, so if anyone would like to... uh, Anybody else that's never been on wants to comment, that's fine. I found something interesting about service dogs. They are... Business owners are allowed to ask two questions according to the ADA. The first question is, is the dog needed necessary for a disability and the second question is what tasks has the dog been trained to perform okay which i thought was interesting because they said trained to perform now of course there's a difference between a a service dog like that and an an emotional support dog i I think and that's that's where the rub goes chris well they're still allowed to ask those questions for any of those dogs they said so I don't Most of those dogs have not been trained to do anything. If a doctor can write you a prescription for your emotional support dog and the doctor's never seen that dog, how does the doctor know what that dog does? Well, that's right. But well, I have someone that I know who has two cats and five snakes, and she says they're emotional support. Okay, I, I'm not even... Chris, Dave... Bill, Jennifer, I'm not even going to go there. 
because there's nothing I can say. I think we should um, have uh, Sunshine trained to be a, a seeing-eye cat. Yeah, there you go. If you could train the cat to do that, that'd be great because they well, are very intelligent animals, but they're very independent. They, they don't, they'll do what they want, though. That's the problem. Somebody we know got on the Internet and had their cat registered as an emotional support animal, and he got a, a badge or something he could put on it and everything else. So you get well. You got people that are preachers off the internet too. Got their degree on the internet. They're no more preachers than nothing. That's true. You know, five pound poodle, and I think he should be mine. You mean? You mean? Are you talking about Toto? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and is he with you? (laughs) Yep. Can you have him say hello to the coffee club before we take the next call? Let's see here, Toto, come in. Oh, he's off to his dish. Sorry. Well, that's a little bit more important, I guess. Gave him breakfast, so he's I don't about other things. Can I interject something here real quick, Jeff? No, well, I just, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll get back to you, Bill, in a second, okay? We go, but we do have, we have two other calls here that are waiting. All right, Don out in Hollywood, California, I guess. I don't know where you are, but somewhere out in California. Go ahead, unmute North yourself, Hollywood. please. North Hollywood. North Hollywood. That's in North Hollywood. Okay there, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, uh, I've been thinking about uh, on Saturday. You, you know when uh, uh, Pierre does his Bella report. Uh, we've got a, a friend who has a dog named Bella. <laughs> which, uh, yeah. uh, we could uh, do some reports on her because she's a she's an apo- uh, emotional support dog. <laughs> I guess you'd say service dog. Anyway, she has the badge and the whole thing. Uh, but we'll, we'll tell that story another time because uh, this morning I had something special I wanted to talk about. Uh, later on today, I'm supposed to go over uh, to uh, a hospital here and get it a, uh, a hernia operation. Oh. Now, I don't have a problem with that normally because uh, I've had you know, a couple of other hernia operations, but uh, the... Uh, the hospital that uh, I'm going to isn't even with the uh, uh, medical company that I'm with. Uh, I'm with a, a company called uh, Kaiser Permanente. You probably are not familiar with it back there. Cause I think they only go to uh, the Midwest as, as far east as they go. But uh, in this particular case, they're not. the operation is not on their property. It's uh, at another hospital. And I've been in that hospital before, but I've never, you know, had any treatment there. And uh, I'm a little bit, uh, you know, trepidatious about it, about that. Because, uh, you know, I've listened to Bill. He's had some interesting experiences with people taking stuff from his (laughs) had operations. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Well, the big thing is, uh, uh, will your health plan cover it, even though it's not... A Kaiser Permanente Hospital. Will they cover it as an out of network because that's the because that because that's the only place you can get the surgery done at this point? Well, are they going to pay for it? Uh, I I have to say I'm assuming that because that's the only place where they can do it okay. right now. Then I would. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the only reason I ask is because I I have United Healthcare, and I and because I work for New York State, and if it's out of network hospital, but the you know, sometimes you've got to fill out a special forms to get them to pay for it. But most of the time, 
because it's United Healthcare. I'm, I don't know anyone that doesn't cover United Healthcare in this area, so but that's why I asked the question, Don. Well, I'm sure going to ask him about it this morning. Uh, uh, I'm not going to get the uh, uh, the operation until this afternoon, but uh, transportation I have I have to go this morning. I can't. <laughs> it's going to be what? an all day. Uh, deal but, you, but, you, but you know what? You need the operation. You need to get it done. It, you know, and there's not much. Of, I mean, it, it's uncomfortable having a hernia. I don't know anyone who's had one. I know people who've had them. So you need the operation. So you really kind of don't have a choice. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> the only good thing about it is it's near where Sandy lives. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. far from here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Sandy had a question. Uh, this morning too you were talking about braille earlier and uh, unfortunately she lost uh, when she uh, went to this uh, started going to these uh, board and care places that she now lives in uh, she lost uh, you know all of her braille stuff uh, her braille writer and everything else and uh, she was wondering where you might be able to get a, 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 an old fashioned braille writer braille writer uh, I'd, I'd turn that one over to Jenny. I guess you can go to Perkins and order one, but a lot of times you might be able to find one in a lot of these blindness lists people are willing to sell. Perkins, Jenny, where do you suggest she go? I'd probably check with Perkins. I don't know if the printing house still sells them, but you might be able to find a used one that's in good shape. And sometimes people that repair rail riders, they may have one that somebody didn't claim or something that they would sell used. Because they're still out yeah. there, and they last a long time. You know, the Yeah, they riders. sure do. And yeah, it's I awful. had one that lasted 40 years. And people <laughs> take them, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, you know, I didn't lose... Any braille stuff, I might have lost a cane in my shoes, but you know I can replace those. But I couldn't get home from the hospital without not having shoes. I don't oh know. yeah. Uh, what did you do about that? Well, I forgot what I did about a cane, but shoes. My mother-in-law was here, and she went to Walmart and picked up a pair of shoes. So I got a pair of shoes. But it was my oh, good shoes, good. yeah. But I don't remember about the cane. Maybe yeah. I used Jenny's or somebody's just to get myself home. But well, then, they're advising when I go to this hospital. Now, I've never been to this hospital before, you know, to have an operation or anything like that. Uh, but uh, they're advising not to bring anything, any money or, you know, valuables of any kind. Uh, now, I haven't had any problems about that at, at Kaiser. I mean, not I don't bring valuables or anything like that anymore, and I can help and that kind of thing. And they actually advised me yesterday that to uh, bring pictures of the items instead. <laughs> But I, I still need to carry an access card. Uh, that, that's uh, well, that the, would go, but that would uh, go in your wallet. 
the access card, right? Yes, yes, it would. Well, let me ask you a question: Is this a, a, a one day? Do you have to spend the night in the hospital after this operation, or is that, uh, or is that, or is it, is it microsurgery? Their robotic surgery they're going to do on you? Yeah, it's a microsurgery thing. Uh, the thing is, they don't want you to drive there, and they they don't want they they want somebody to drive you home. And that's the thing afterwards. Uh, what we have here in, in L.A., you guys don't have it back there, unfortunately. We have what the thing is called uh, Metro Access here. And uh, who's running that, Sandy? You, I think you know more about that than I do. I don't know. <laughs> it's run by the city of L.A. or, or the county. And uh, it's a pretty good service uh, up to a point. Uh, the thing that bothers me about with, with Kaiser, getting back to that, is that what, from what I was being told yesterday is that they, they have a lack of, with all the people they have working there, they have a lack of anesthesiologists and so forth. <laughs> oh, no. And I'm going, well, you know, they have a facility there. How come they haven't got it fully staffed? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little to go to another place. Yeah, to go to another place. Uh, well, the problem yeah. is they can't get people to work nowadays. Yeah, what you do is hold your breath when they cut into you because they won't give you an anesthesia and learn to and learn to deal with the pain. That's all you got to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid you're right on that. Uh, anyway, so anyway, I thought I did whiskey. Yeah, I would mind that myself. I got some rum here. Yeah, Sorry, Jeff, work. go ahead. I was going to say, I wouldn't mind that myself, Jennifer. I'll take the whiskey as well. But Do you, no, have, a gin, home, John, do you have a ride home from the surgery? Uh, yes, the access are supposed to wait for you. Uh, I don't think I'll have any problem. I think I'll be, you know, over and done with everything by the time uh, you, they, they come and get you at a prescribed time that you have to uh, order a day ahead. Uh, but they can... Uh, if I have my access card and everything with me, and they'll call a number and tell them that uh, that uh, you know Don needs to you know still uh, getting the post surgery done, and they they'll have to wait until you know he's done with that. Uh, so that that's a good thing on that point. Yeah, part. they'll pick him up at four o'clock. Yeah. What time's the operation? So. Anyway, uh, I just thought I'd mention that to you and see if you'd run across anything like that. And also to ask for prayers. <laughs> oh, yeah. What time is your operation? Your prayer. Well, it's supposed to be for 1 o'clock here, so it'd probably be about 4 o'clock your time. So they'll give you just a few hours to recover. I know they wouldn't let me take an Uber or anything home from the hospital. They said somebody had to be there. Uh, they weren't going to let me go. They, I said, I don't have no other way. And they said, you're going to have to find a way. We dealt with that with Blair Gastro on uh, some of those uh, day, you know, day surgeries, the outpatient stuff that they do where they use anesthetic. And we did manage to get a policy change where... As long as you have somebody with you, even if they don't drive, somebody else can drive you home as long as that person is with you, whom you're going to be with, you know, for a few hours. Oh, right. It gets back to that blindness thing. They didn't think blind people could take. In other words, Jenny was here, but they didn't think she could take care of me. So we had to have her mother and mother come down because they didn't think 
We and I didn't need any care when I got home anyway, really. So she didn't. Have yeah, it's to. the same here. Uh, you know, these uh, I've had you know hernia operations before, and I, I don't need any real care here once I get home. Uh, just need to get I home. wish that Sandy could be over here as, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, <laughs> to nurse me, I, but... <laughs> I'd love that. to be there. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I thought I'd uh, uh, see what you guys had to say about, uh, you know, that kind of thing and whether I should go ahead with the operation or not because it's not an in-hospital or, you know, uh, it's, it's at a different hospital than what my insurance is. Well, I th- as long as your insurance covers it, which I believe they would... Under um, the circumstances, you know, that that's what they have to do. And if you want to reschedule it, you might, it might take a few months before you can get another, another chance to get it done. So you might, you yeah. might as well get it done, Don. And it depends oh, upon yeah, how bad yeah, you I'm need totally it. agreement with that. Uh, yeah. I think sometimes this time of year, uh, the doctors want to go on vacation anyway. And if you don't get it, uh, I made that mistake some years ago. I tried to get in at, oh. uh, you know, at this time, and, or I guess in August. And I guess uh, all of the doctors were out on vacation. I don't know. Maybe they went to the football game that day. <laughs> but I anyway, say, I, Don, I thank you for your input. Go ahead, Tim. Go Don, ahead. If, I, I was going to say, Don, if if uh, if they don't pay for it, just send the bill to Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to Jeff. There's some people I would send it to, but what a good friend you are, Tim. After after all the years I've known you, Tim. What a yeah, well, and and uh, Don, I have a song for you on my parody songs uh, thing that I do at uh, well, it'd be eight thirty your time. Oh, okay. Well, we can I can hang out for that. Uh, I'm not supposed to leave here until about nine, so. <laughs> Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, uh, well, you know, night. to uh, my story there, and uh, we'll try and get that Bella report, uh, Bella the dog, for for yeah, and we got <laughs> Pierre Bella and Bella and on Saturday. And... So yeah. anyway, you guys all have a great day, and uh, uh, we'll uh, hopefully I'll be back to talk to you again. <laughs> yeah, you be careful. You will. Oh yeah, I will. I'm all sure right. of that. Bye bye. Oh, oh, all right, thank okay. you, Don. All right, now I know Sharon has has her hand raised for a while, but we have someone who I've never seen before, and it's a seven eight one area code. So can you unmute yourself, please? Hi, Jeff. It's uh, Rick from just outside Boston. Actually, the, the host to be named later on the Sports Lounge Show. Oh Lord, what? The um, <laughs> oh, I know. I've never talked to you in person before. I, I, although well, I may have, I may have met you years ago. I don't know, but go ahead. I Rick. think I might have. Yeah. Um, is your last, does your last name have an S to it? Yes, it does. Okay, I have, yeah. met, I have met you, but I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Go ahead. That's right. That's right. I, I'm, excuse me if I'm huffing and puffing a little bit because I was listening to the show when I was on the treadmill and I just jumped off. Um, you're talking about um, guide animals. I was just wanted to mention, I have a parrot, and I always thought that if I could teach him to recognize and talk the right things, he, he'll, run, he'll stand on my shoulder, and I could use him, and he could just tell me where things are for a guide animal, but I don't know well, if it would ever work. It makes as much sense as a pit bull being an emotional yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you might yeah. as well talk to Dave because they have uh, they have a parent as well. So uh, you might want to ask him about that because he's he's got one here that you, that you'll occasionally hear on the show. Go yeah, ahead, Dave. They, they're they're kind of stubborn. They only do what they want to do. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I was she says a bunch of stuff that's not true. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't want to rely on her for directions. What kind of parrot is your parrot? She's an African gray. 
Okay, we have a we have a blue fronted Amazon. Yeah, they're but, not, they're nice birds. Better, yeah, they're a lot of fun. You can, better put it in your will in case something happens to you guys because they'll outlive you. The, yeah. Oh, I know. He'll he'll live to about eighty. I've already got one of the grandchildren has already put dibs in on him. Now, does yours talk? My yeah, ex- I mean, not a whole lot, but he, you know, he'll say certain things. But the funny thing is, he used to, when when he'd come out and stand on top of the cage and it would start flapping his wings, wings, and we'd tell him no flying. And but every once in a while, he'd take off and go across the room and crash. And we'd pick him up and bring him back to his cage, and we'd say to him, "You are right." So one day we were up, we were in the next room. We forgot he was out on top of the cage, and he took off by himself. And he landed, and we heard him when we come in. And he was already walking back to the cage on his own. And the whole way back, he was saying, "No flying. Are you all right? No flying." Are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> Have you taken him over to Chris's house yet? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I don't think Chris is a big fan of birds. But he, he would. Uh his cat might have something to say about that bird, or maybe the bird would whip the cat. I don't know. Yeah, and well, and talk about talking, uh, you know, Chris will talk the birds there off. Yeah, that bird <laughs> wouldn't get a chance. And, and by the way, uh, Rich, by the way, Rick, it was really a pleasure meeting you. I was at Don's house in Holbrook, Massachusetts, and that's where I met that's you. That's right. I met you and your wife, and don't ask me what was going on that night because we was we were imbibing a, quite a bit of alcohol that night. Oh it yeah, was a, it, was a, it was a very nice time getting together with you guys. We yeah, it was, it was fun. Yeah. Some updating and it keeps saying the host to be named later, Rick Swan. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's only been that way for six months or a year. So well, it's yeah, but I, I kind of like the title now. So. Yeah, we're 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 giving him a hard time. He's the only <laughs> Giants fan I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. Somebody's got to do it. It may be Jeff. Jeff and his brother-in-law may be the only Giants fans. Oh, they I'm, love the Giants, and as my, as I've said before, my parents had to put the, put the season tickets in the will, Rick. Uh, and they oh yeah, to, yeah. I thought it was earlier, but my sister confirmed it actually got back to 1957 or 58. And the reason that wow. my parents still had the season tickets is because all their friends from Long Island. Uh, that would that would go to the games with them didn't have to anymore because they were able to put up outdoor beam antennas and they could watch the games from channel from the channels in Hartford, Connecticut and New Haven, Connecticut at the time. So that's why uh, he got stuck with the three tickets and uh, and so my nephew goes to the game. My my brother-in-law, his son, his father goes to the game, and sometimes even my sister goes to the game if they can't get someone else to take the third ticket. So yeah, well we you know you know up in up in Boston here. We're, you know, back in like the 1980s, we'd get a lot of Giants games, so we wouldn't get all of them. So I ended up putting, just for that reason, I put a nine-foot satellite dish on the roof of my house. Oh, yeah, I did that, too. One of those big old satellite dishes and yeah. could get all of that back in the wild in the day. You could get everything. Oh, you could game. get some great stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. How, how far back do you go with the Giants? I remember going to the games, and when they were losing, we'd sing, Goodbye, Allie. Allie. <laughs> yeah, I go back to um, right around 1960, 61. I remember that because Y.A. Tittle was the quarterback at that point. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah. Uh, I remember when he got hurt. It was 1963. Uh, yeah. when, when he had his last game and he got he got hurt uh, it was a game against the Chicago Bears if I'm not mistaken but I could be wrong about that one so someone will correct I me think but it I, was a, I think it was the Steelers but I'm not sure okay but he got hurt and uh, but he he after football he became uh, an uh, executive and he was selling he was selling insurance he didn't do bad for himself yeah he, he ended up actually passing away on my birthday but. oh 
What a birthday present, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah what a birthday present. Well, Chris would give us all the dates and the Oh, yeah, times yes, the time of day and what the weather was. What it was like back in that day and what you yeah. ate for dinner that day. and you know. That's right. All right, Rick. Thank okay, you. Well, Rick. thanks. Yep. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. All right, and we have two more hands, but we got bills here. Let's get to Sharon, and then we'll get to Bill, and then I know there'll be time for our recipe at some point. Sharon, okay. unmute yourself, please. Hey, um, I missed the coffee club. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> oh, um, I was going to say that um, Chris was talking about the questions that could be asked. I've heard, and it's been within the last year, that they could only ask, is that a service animal? But well, I, I don't could know. Be right. I, I read that on the ADA website, so I don't know. Yeah, I've heard that. I mean, I've read that too, but I don't know where that came from. That you know, I heard they could only ask that one question, and um, I wanted to say good luck to Don with your surgery there today. And my opinion is they should pay for it because they sent you there. All right, you Knowing don't have that a it's choice. Out of network, you know, so. Um, but the times I've had to have surgery, I always had to have somebody, you know, come pick me up. It couldn't be Uber or Lyft, you know, or anything like that, they said, or even, you know, um, paratransit. Um, and, but when I've left the emergency room, when I've had to go, they allowed me to take Lyft. So I don't get that, but anyway, that's uh, all I had to say. But that's what happened to me, Sharon. I could not go unless I had somebody to come and pick me up. You, you know. So yeah. How are they going to know, or what's the difference? Because you're leaving, you're leaving, but right. they want somebody to be responsible for you, mm-hmm. I guess. And I guess they're looking out for their own interest and you know they just got to so yeah that's what I had to do yeah same all right. here alright all right, thank you Sharon. take care okay alright now we got Bill and Bill I guess we got to save the best for last right so go ahead Bill unmute yourself sorry about no, that no we have one more we got one oh, more I just saw real, that. Real, make it well, quick because we were like quick. Julian okay I was gonna okay I was gonna try to get in with Don and Sandy was still on there Hey, Bill, if you can contact them, you know how to get a hold of them. How about putting her in touch with John Harden? I will. Because I, I, I got his phone number over here, but I don't want to give his phone number over the Internet. Right. But, I meant, uh, but you know, he he repairs, and, and, and oh, and then he may have one there, and she could get real reasonable, or maybe didn't give her one. Right. But I'd ever contact John in Florida. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Bill. Okay, Thank Bill. you. Thank you. All right, uh, we have two more people, okay, and let's go to iPhone Julie. I love it. iPhone Julie, and then iPod Touches. Our Pierre will be next after that. Go ahead, Julie. Can you amuse yourself, please? Yes, I I would guess that one reason they would not want you to take an Uber or Lyft is because you might not quite be right with the program, and sometimes they don't drop you off at the right place. <laughs> no. And- and that would be bad to have you wandering around, so they just can't be trusted necessarily 
drop you off at home when you need to go there. And that's probably you're, why you're they right. won't let you do that. You're right. You're exactly right, Julie. Are you doing okay? Yeah, I think so. Uh, my feet are driving me nuts this morning, but um, but other than that, I think I'm doing okay. We're not doing bad for people who gain a year and keep getting older, but you know how that goes. Well, yes, yeah, I did have a birthday last Saturday, and so, yeah. Yeah. Hey, but yeah. at least you're still having them, and that's the... Th- that's, that's right. We couldn't do very much on my birthday because we had both spent our watch. Uh, Bentley had gotten sick, and it took quite it took uh, extra money to take care of him, and, and I'd gone to convention and gotten my Braille sets and some other things, and so that kind of took care of mine, so we couldn't do much. But I did go... We did go to... A place that has chocolates and you get a free truffle on your birthday. And then we got some really huge dark chocolate peanut butter cups there. Mm. Oh, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah, so that's what we did. Well, hey, it could have been a whole lot worse. And you might not have had your convention goodies, so you know what I that's mean? That's right. So I'm, I'm glad that I got that. That, was, that all was kind of present enough for me. So that worked out great. So we wish you a belated happy birthday. Thank yeah, you. Thank really you. A happy birthday, Julie. Okay? Thank yeah. you. All right. Hi, do we have one more All right, call we have here? one more person, and we're going to ask Pierre to unmute yourself, please. I'm already unmuted. I, I see you are. Go ahead, Pierre. Uh, yes. uh, well, I just wanted to tell Bill it took uh, three days to, to cook that beef and noodles. I've heard of slow cookers in my <laughs> yeah. life. Well, I'm a slow cooker. <laughs> that, that must be the slowest cooker in the world. <laughs> I tell you what, but let me tell you one other thing, just for your wife's benefit. It'll be around August the 4th that that's delivered. We don't do anything fast, or these stores don't ship fast, but no, that no. delivery will be no. made around that date. Uh, Jenny made that order the other day, Monday. Well, so, thanks, Jenny. But my my cooking and it takes three days is not so good, is it? <laughs> what brand is that slow cooker? I don't want to get one of those. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh they're really a good slow cooker. What brand is it? It's a instant brand. Instant brand. It's no, more, I was gonna say it was a, it was a Sparkomatic. Is no. right. Sparkomatic. It, it so, was more the operator and some inefficiencies and some things that happened <laughs> than it was its fault. I can't blame them necessarily, but but I can blame me and I can blame the cleaning type person. So probably the thing to do is if you get a new person, point learned is to sit down and talk to them before you start and say, if you move something, either A, take a picture and move it back where it was, or tell me or come and show me where you put something. And don't unplug appliances and do that kind of stuff. They're really not supposed to do that anyway. And, uh, and y'all were talking about those those sporter clocks. We have one here in Lord. I don't know how old that clock is, 40-something years old. Uh, and it still keeps good time, but but the volume is very low, and the uh, 
and you can move the volume, uh, slide the volume button, and it does nothing. But yeah, you have a blown speaker. There's a problem with the speaker in it. But it still works. It's it's older than Bella. That clock is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a, stay tuned. Pierre stars in the Bella Report every Saturday morning here on the Legend. <laughs> when he calls in and we put him on, and he's been getting, he's been followed by his new friend, and she talks about her dog. And oh, it's, yeah, and, it's called the uh, Love Fest time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Pierre. Okay, take care, Pierre. All right, I long last I think it's time for for a recipe. Maybe Chris has got something for us today. We have uh, chicken pot pie mini grands made with graham biscuits, grand biscuits, and please pardon the lawnmower, they are mowing outside the window. Two cups of frozen mixed vegetables thawed. One cup of diced cooked chicken. One can of cream of chicken soup. One 16-ounce can of Grand Biscuits. Now, you apparently don't reconstitute the soup. You just use a can, the can like it is and no water. You preheat your oven to 375 you take each biscuit and spread it out to about five and a half or six inches. You place that in your each biscuit in a muffin pan, a regular size muffin pan, and it's going to come up about three quarters of an inch over the muffin pan itself. You pre, you um, put three quarters of a cup of mixture, the chicken mixture, in there. And then you pull the edges of the dough over the filling toward the center and seal it as best you can. It might not seal perfectly. And you bake it 20 to 22 minutes until the biscuits are brown. And it sounds very easy. And they say if you want to, which I wouldn't, you can sprinkle cheese over it the last five minutes, grated cheese. We know you're not going to do that one. No, you don't like cheese. We know that, Chris. So, and it's it, that's a real easy recipe. You don't have to make your crust or anything. What about mozzarella cheese? You like that? Um, it's okay over pizza, but not over anything else. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, right. Do you like that Kobe Jack and no? What's that other kind? Um, nope. Ba- pepper Jack and. I have I have a cheese that I know she won't like because uh, she doesn't like cheese, but I have horseradish cheddar cheese, and it's really good. I like it. His but. Nancy used to get all kinds of cheeses from Wisconsin, and I forgot some of those names of some of those that cheese they had up there. A long, I don't remember what it was, but it was all kind of... I'm talking about cheese. I used well, to love to go to Hickory Farms to get the cheese and the beef stick and stuff. Sunshine's original name was supposedly a rare Italian cheese. Her name when we got her was um, Tatilia. 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 <laughs> Tatilia. I'm going to leave it at that. 
And, I never heard of that cheese, but I love cheese, but I never me heard of either, that but that's what they said they told him. She was a foster kitten, and that, that's what the foster people told the Humane Society, that it was a rare Italian cheese. I don't know. And Tim, just in case you're wondering, there probably will be some testing maybe later in the week of the new ra- radio the, the new radio station coming on the you know with the legend, and there'll be some testing with the new server. So be prepared for that. So we're going to be doing that later. And Tim, maybe you could play Walking My Cat Named Dog by, uh, oh, what's, her, what's the name of that artist? Norma Tanega. Yeah. Walking My Cat Named Dog. Yeah, by Norma Tanega. Norma Tanega. Yeah, yeah. If, you, Norma if you have Tanega. that in your library. She too. was the. I sure do. You know, the problem with, me, with Tim, uh, Bill, it's like the Johnny Carson show. I'm feeling because I know we got to end very shortly. Is that. I can't. St- they used to have a thing called stump the band. I can't stump Tim when it comes to music. He's got it all. He does, and she was a partner. That's what Barry told us. She was a partner of Dusty Springfield, Norma Ten. Oh, yeah. Norma Tanita. Huh? Right, was the partner of Dusty Springfield. <laughs> she had that song "Wishing and Open" and. Golden, lots of stuff. Yeah, lots of stuff. So, when you hear that testing this weekend, sometime you'll know. Uh, Dick's waiting in the waiting room, but I'll uh, uh, let me. I'll get him in because I know he always comes at the very last minute. So he does it on purpose. (laughs) I love it, Dick. I love it. You go ahead, unmute yourself there. There you go. Go ahead, Dick. I am. I am unmuted, sir. I got to tell you a couple of things real quickly. I had to call. I'll tell you about my beast thing. I had quit smoking for a week. And I was having lunch and we were at work. And with a couple of friends out in the park. I was eating a sandwich and I got stung on the tongue by a bee. Oh, did that hurt? Oh. So I went to the health unit at the, at the building, at the federal building. And needless to say, after I went there, I went and bought a pack of cigarettes. And it took me eight more years before I finally quit smoking. But my goodness. And now you're talking about why eat tittle. He got hurt, and there was a championship game between the Bears and the Giants in 1963. That's what I, I know. Don't say that too loud because you know I, I always tell Bill I'm not really in, I'm not really into sports, but I'm not a sports person. <laughs> but I but I remember because my I think that was at it was at Yankee Stadium when that was playing. Uh, no, I, no, it was a Soldier Field. Oh, it was a Soldier Field. Field. Wrigley I know Field. Wrigley Field, but oh, I know. I, I remember going to games when he was, was very young. When my father would, couldn't get someone to go to the, the game, I would take the radio with me and listen to Marty Glickman call the Giant games back then. So I remember those days. My, my father was a season ticket holder for many, many years. And uh, my brother and his friends uh, went to that championship. They bought standing room only tickets. And it was cold, like five above that day. And I was so happy. I was sitting in my bedroom, nice and warm. I was listening to the game on the radio. I was very pleased I wasn't there. Yeah, Mike Rako said that even uh, the cavemen had the good sense to go to the cave when they got cold. Yeah. So uh, I kind of agree with I that. I do remember sure. that. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I hope that the fellow Don from L.A. calls the Kaiser, because they should be able to tell him if it's covered or not. I, yeah. I think it would be. But They're sending him there. Yeah, I, I'm, almost, I'm almost 99% sure it is covered, Dick. Yeah, I can't believe they lost her brother. You know, you remember uh, Greenberg, uh, Bill, 
You know, he, he was in that direction. They stole his computer and everything. It was incredible. Oh, they stole well, the line. Now, that could have been an inside job, too. Oh, yeah. Well, happily, they, they did um, uh, give him the... Uh, They've, they've replaced it, but uh, my mm. gosh, that's in, it's incredible. Because he would raise so much cane. You never found they never found your shoes or your cane. Never found my shoes or my cane. That's incredible. That really a, is. a cane or shoes. Well, so I hope everyone's doing well, and uh, uh, it's, it's cooled off here. We had a terrible storm here um, Saturday, and, and we, happily we were not at our campground, but our campground. A lot of tra- uh, limbs were blown off. A couple of trailers got damaged. Um, but happily, we weren't there. They did have tornado sightings. So yeah, before, do you still have your there. Verizon hotspot? Or your, was it that hotspot you've got that you take up to you know, like? We take up there, yeah. And, you know, I don't know. But, you know, we're fine last year. But this year, we got all kinds of buffering. I don't know what's going on with that. Hmm. Very frustrating. May have to get really a new is. one. All right. Well, well I see. You. Go, but take care, everybody. All right. Take care. You guys were talking about losing things at the hospital. Well, my dad, I had a talking watch, and he had set it on the vent for the air conditioning system, and. It had wide spaces, and it fell down inside there. <laughs> and they were never able to get it out. And it was, I mean, they never did for him. I don't know if they eventually did, but um, it was set for hourly announce. So I pity the person that ended up in his room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were doing that. Afterwards. Tim, speaking of announce and hourly announce... I think I'll log in on the old server that, um, what, you know, the one that uh, Steve uses and Mike, and see if oh. I can crash your show. Nice guy, okay, well, Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And you have priority over me, don't you? I think I do, but... <laughs> so I can't yeah. go back in there and take over. <laughs> well, you know how I much I want to do that right. Have Sometimes, you ever done it to you have to go back in and take over? Yeah. Yeah, I have done that. Well, that will not be a problem with the new server, so that will good not deal. happen again. All right. Well, you have a great show, a good week, and always glad to have your listeners in here. Have a great one, everyone, and thank you, everyone on the panel.